Pastor Chuck Blair here from New Church Live. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy this interview with Rob. Rob is a dear friend who went through a big battle around weight loss and through that learned a lot of things. Learned a lot of things about overcoming loneliness and challenges, learning what non-scale victories are as well. It's an interview very specific to that around weight loss, but also at the same time, very universal around the themes that inspire us all. We hope you enjoy it. Take care. Oh, folks, I am so excited today. I, I get a chance to talk with my friend, Rob, and Rob has an amazing journey, Rob Gigliotti, and, and him and I met actually in someone's backyard in Staten Island, New York, up visiting friends and family, and really hit it off, and I said, Rob, I got to get you on to do one of our little interviews here at New Church Live, so I'm super excited about that and super excited about the wonderful things that he brings, and just a little overview about Rob. Uh, Rob Giggs, Giggs as he's known, is a post-gastric bypass surgery patient and founder and CEO of Bariatric World. And he's got a lot of great insights, folks. And, and what we're wanting to offer to you tonight is just, just a sense of life's journey. And it might fit with your journey. It might fit with a different journey. But that idea that we're all on this beautiful, amazing trip of life, and it has a lot of good days, has a lot of bad days. And we all know this, we say this all the time in our congregation, life is always blessed, always broken, always shared. It's always those three things. And, and tonight what we get to do is we get to share a little bit of someone's journey around an, an amazing process and, and just hear where he's going with it and where it has taken him. So with that, I'm going to ask my friend Rob just to go through and just, just take some time here and walk us through his journey. So with that, Rob, I turn it over to you. Well, thank you, Pastor Chuck, and I'm definitely excited to be here. Like you said, we, we met in a backyard through a mutual friend, and we really hit it off at that point. And uh, I'm excited to be here and speak to all of your, your, uh, your listeners. And um, so, yeah, like you said, the journey, it is a journey. Um, life is a journey. Um, my journey up into, you know, choosing to have bariatric surgery, which we're going to, that word's been tossed around a lot and, and what, what exactly that is. We'll kind of get into that a little bit, but basically, yeah, I'm Rob Gigliotti. I also go by Rob Giggs. I, I live in Staten Island, New York, and I'm 48 years old. Um, so I struggled with uh, weight gain all through my thirties and forties. Um, you know, I had kids and put on some pounds. They kind of say, well, what do you mean? You're not the woman to put on. Well, during that time of having children, you know, you have all the chicken nuggets, the mac and cheese, you're, you're just finishing their meals and then all the snacks that start to come into play. And so I say that, but yeah, after three kids of having, and all these things around you, um, and then certain reasons of why possibly, you gain weight, which we can kind of get into later as far as possibly emotional eating and, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, my, my highest weight prior to surgery, uh, was 393 pounds. That 400 club was knocking on my door, my membership. And I was like, you know, but, uh, my, my biggest problem that I had being that weight, uh, was I had severe sleep apnea. I had a 22 inch neck, uh, and I also combined with that, I had some ear pressure issues with my nystation tube. So having a CPAP mask normally to, to, to get that oxygen you need when you, when you have sleep, obstructive sleep apnea, I couldn't really use a CPAP mask. It was too much pressure in my head. So I wasn't getting enough oxygen uh, or rest at night. 
I literally would be passing out on, on the couch, uh, waking up and totally numb, like incoherent, choking myself out. Like it got to a point where I was sleeping with the front door unlocked uh, just in case something were to happen and I couldn't get there. So, yeah. So the, the, you know, they say sometimes you don't make life changes unless something's knocking on your door that makes you have to make a change. Right. And, and, and to be honest, I realize that's not the way things should be because it shouldn't have to get to any, any level to make change uh, due to getting to a severe point of anything that you're facing. Right. But for me, that really was one of the catalysts. I had high blood pressure. I uh, was borderline diabetic at that point. And, you know, speaking with my doctor going for a physical, you know, he was like, you know, listen, you know, without with you having such severe sleep apnea and, and, and not getting enough rest, you're not going to be able to lose weight. You just can't. You, your body at night wow. actually will you'll lose weight overnight. You're, you know, what, what your body's healing and doing and eating away at the fat. And so, and if I tried just to go out and exercise, I probably would have had a heart attack. Uh, so, um, so I was at a situation where, you know, he really urged me to have a consultation with a bariatric surgery surgeon. And I, uh, I did that. I actually consulted, uh, luckily, you know, living here in New York, we have a lot of avenues with great doctors and there was a local uh, bariatric surgery, uh, surgeon uh, out of NYU um, that I, in the beginning of 2021. So this journey for me started, uh, you know, in the beginning of 2021. Um, and then I decided it was a, there's a few different types of bariatric surgery. You'll heal people back in the day. They had the uh, the lap band where they just put a band around your stomach to constrain how much food you can intake. And then, then the sleeve where it's most the common, less evasive, so to speak, where they make your stomach smaller and they remove portion. And then there's the gastric bypass where they actually bypass your stomach, create almost a, another stomach out of that stomach and reroute you. It's a ruin X, Y, uh, they reroute you. And I chose that one. And I, I went through, my reasoning too. And I had, um, bad acid reflux. And so normally if you get the other portion, the, the, the sleeve, sometimes you hear, well, smaller stomach, you can have your acid reflux and stuff can be intensified. So with this, there is no acid reflux because that stomach just meets up down the road and pumps up and the way it's all rerouted. Um, and, and that, that actually, uh, went away. So, um, yeah. So that, that basically was, you know, meeting and having that consultation. And that's the other thing too, th th this decision process, you have to be qualified, right? You just can't say, let me go ahead and just get this surgery. It's the easy way out, which it's not the easy way out. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about bariatric surgery and why people get it. And somebody saying, Oh, you just can't lose weight by yourself or you're too weak. And, and, you know, my, my, uh, my choice was pretty much life or death. It, it not only saved my life, it extended it. Right. So now I could be here for my family. I could be here for me. And I see a future where before I did not, you know, I didn't see a future past in my fifties at this point. Um, so like I said, you know, this qualifications, you got to go through pre-op testing, pre-op diets, you have to qualify to it. Um, you got to speak to, there's a psychiatrist part to understand, you know, um, and then 
August 4th of last year. So just, just over a year ago, I had my surgery and, you know, I'm going to just switch to a little screenshot here. And this is me, uh, the day of my surgery. Uh, this was August 4th in NYU hospital in Brooklyn. I was 300. Well, actually at that point I lost 20 pounds leading up to that point. So I was actually 20 pounds less than 393, 370 and change, uh, in that picture. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I look at this photo and I go, wow, like, I can't even believe that's me. Um, cause you know, it's, it, it's a pretty drastic change that I had within, within a year. Um, with, with this surgery, it's, it's also, you know, you, you, you don't absorb the calories the same way it goes right into your stomach and uh, to your intestines. So there's a way, not only the tool and, and, and you're going to hear this term being used. It's a tool, right? If you don't address your reasons of why you got that way, you could potentially gain weight back. Um, so it is a tool, but with this tool, with the portion control and also making your mind connect that I'm full and feel full. Cause my biggest problem was portion control. Um, the first bowl of chili, the second, now I feel starting to feel full. So it was a fullness that I, that was my issue. Um, and you know, so during, from August on, um, I'd say for seven, within seven months, cause I stopped, I stopped, I controlled my weight loss, but now, um, I lost about 170 pounds, Chuck. Wow. Yeah. So like, yeah. just with, well, Rob, come back year. to that screen with just you. So we can see you at a, well, hold on. Here's a oh, little, be okay. here's a little here before, here's a little before and after that I have, uh, so yeah, so I, uh, my neck went down sizably though from a 22 inch to, you know, an 18, um, or so now, so that, that the sleep apnea reversed high blood pressure reversed while my blood levels perfect. Like, wow. um, so, you know, again, I'm not, uh, saying that this is for everyone and, and, uh, you know, you have to speak to your doctors and things. I just wanted to tell you about my journey, um, and what, life transformation, having the surgery, um, has done. Yeah. So that's where it kind of, uh, you know, at that point in August, uh, was, was the beginning of my, my, my new, my new, my new life. So I don't even see my birthday anymore, Chuck. It's more of that, that August 4th <laughs> day is my rebirth day Yeah, yeah. because it's my birthday. It is, you know, it's, I celebrate this day now. Oh man, that's beautiful. I, you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking we've we've been fortunate to have some some vets, you know, work with Nutrients Live, and and one of them was a is a combat wounded vet, and he talked about as a live day, which I I love that, right? Like there's yeah. there's a we hit these moments, and there's an aliveness to it. Well, Rob, you know, some questions I I'd, I'd love to throw your way. And then I, then I also want to talk about sort of what you've done with this, right? Like here's this journey and this transformation. And, and I know you've done a lot of amazingly good work after that, but to just come back a little bit to, to the, to the process, it was interesting. You said, you know, the unlock the door, right? You had to leave the door unlocked. So the pastor in me goes like, he means that in more than one way. In other words, you had to allow help in, you know, in a different way for you. And, and, how did you see that? Like, how did, how did you find that you had to allow help in, in a new way as part of this process? Well, part of the process is realizing that 
you know, it's a lonely journey up until that point. It's a very lonely journey. So, you know, dealing with the struggle, dealing with, with being obese uh, and everything they try to battle through and try to live life normal, what we consider being normal, but not being able to live to your full potential. So asking for help or, and always, you know, as opposed to being told what to do, you need to do this, you have to do this. So it goes from a need, you know, being a told to, you should do this and you need to do this and bah, 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 to where could I seek help for this? And it's not just have a gym membership sometimes, right? There could be a lot of, you know, reasons why, uh, like I mentioned, portion control, emotional eating, sugar, carb addictions. There's, there's a lot of reasons how you can get to this point, but yeah, allowing the first thing here is allowing anything into your life, um, and, and, and addressing that you're not going through life as a journey by yourself. Even if you have a spouse or loved ones, you're still in your head. You still have your beliefs, what we believe. Sometimes your past is what we turn into a belief, but may not be true because we just believe it. So it's the thought process. Um, so allowing to, to let, to seek help in any way. Right. And I realized during this whole, you know, part two, that my, I didn't have a spiritual journey at that time because I was, it seemed more spiritual to more of ask for the higher spirits of, or God for please and help me and more of a help, help take, as opposed to a give, 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 or where's that balance of what spirituality is. Right. So I almost felt help. I almost felt hypocritical at points of going like, Oh God, like, like this, it's always this want. And like, you, you need to give me one when you're not helping yourself. Right. If you're not helping yourself, then, then how, how can you, how can you get that? So, so since, since this transformation is journey, um, you know, spirituality, vibrations, understanding that everything's about vibrations, energy flow, positive energy. So a negative mindset will always produce a negative outcome. Right. And, um, so yeah, there to allow yourself, right. To, to connect and give back. And that's part of this journey that continues is I'm taking this, not just for me. Um, I'm taking this to build and to bring together the bariatric community for education and mental health support, which, which is the biggest problem because after this and this dramatic weight loss of things, there's just no mental health support. And then even if, you have the best wife, husband, or anybody out there, friend, if they haven't had the surgery, they don't know what it's like to be you. Okay. And that means that you generally would surround your people that are like you, that were built differently. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so that's a great question. Hope, uh, yeah. That, that yeah. Answered it, yeah. I, I love that, you know, that response loneliness, like, cause that's, that's what I want people to hear tonight. Like eat whatever issue you're wrestling with. It's amazing how much loneliness shows up. You know, and that idea of letting it in and what you said is with vibrations, right? It's letting life flow and letting life flow in a very, in a very different way can be uh, it's just, it's a miracle to watch, you know, and I've seen it with a lot of people over the years. One of the, the best parts of my job where they kind of tune in to that in a, in a lot of different ways. And it, 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 Rob, when, you, when you were talking about like the future, it was interesting. One of the things you said um, as you were talking there, you said, yeah, I started to see the future differently. And it's, it's again, it's, and you, you alluded to this point, which I think is so true. We, we tend to think of things as fixed 
And then we get pretty quickly as we go through challenges in life. Oh, wow. If I just shift my perspective a little bit, all of a sudden it starts looking different. And I would imagine when you're sitting over here at, at 393 pounds, you know, you're looking at the future and it looks one way and then you shift over here and it may not have even been after all the weight loss. It may have been during that process and you started to see a different future. I love the phrase in, in Jeremiah, you know, where, where God says, you know, I've come to give you a future and a hope, which I love that idea the way a future and a hope, you know, and that's like, so it chills even saying that, like the way they just, they just go together. And, and so where do you feel that call? I, I know you and I have talked about this before, but I would love people to be able to hear where you're kind of saying, yeah, I'm going to pull together a future and a hope in, in this line of work moving forward. Well, what we have as you lose weight and during this journey, um, they will have what called NSVs, non-scale victories, right? So the concept would be, it's not a scale victory where you're trying to lose weight and it's always being owned and controlled by that scale and that number. It's not a number, right? That number comes down to I'm breathing easier. I can have more exercise. I can play with my children. I can be with my grandkids. I can. So what it's doing is it's actually by dropping weight, bringing your energy levels up is allowing you to do things that you didn't do before that you didn't not not were conscious enough that you didn't want to do them, but you didn't realize how held back you were. So yeah. unlocking these doors, it's an awareness of going, wow, now it's this. Now you start to say, like, I was just on the, the, the weekend, you know, at a friend's house, I was on a pool raft floating around in a pool. And I'm like, I haven't done that in years. Like that was a non-scale victory. Like, you know, being able to go on an airplane and buckle up and sit next to somebody and not feel like you're going into their seat. And all these, all these, um, these um, emotional and judgmental, we, we judge ourselves so much. Right. And, um, and then we have ego. So our ego combats fear. And your ego is trying to then persevere and say, I can make through, and you know, it's like fighting. Your ego wants to fight to move forward and, and try to get through life and, and adjust how you have to live. But when you can live life in a way of peace, of without judgment, um, it unlocks to want to see a future as opposed to always battling against how do I get through it and money and this and being focused and then years just go by. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty deep. <laughs> that's so that's so perfectly said. Like I, it's, it's interesting, you know, right. Jesus talks about the peace that passes all understanding. Hmm. And I think that's what it's talking about. I think that that's that piece. It's so deep. It's hard. I actually struggle with ever putting words to it. Right. Cause it's just, it just, it just lies and it's not conditional in life. I love that phrase, NSV's non-scale, uh, non-scale victories. You're going to yeah. hear that in a new church live sermon. So, cause I think that is a, that's but a, you could even, even if you're not overweight and a, right. a, a non-scale victory, that thought that, that analogy itself is it's, it's a non-life of, again, it's, it's your, it's what we perceive and what our beliefs are that we believe we need to be like the person next door and this and that lead these lives. And sometimes you just want to live more of a simpler life, right? Be happy, give, but you know what I've learned? You have to give in order to get, you really do. And, and um, 
you gotta, you gotta deal with that ego part, which the other side is humiliation to be feel humiliated or, you know, like everything that you're combating to make yourself feel stronger. I'm a strong person. And, and then something happens and one thing can make you so weak and break you. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do is usually the highs were really highs and then, but the lows would crush me. Yeah. And then my depression would set in. So what I'm trying to do is, is know that it's fluid, right? Life is fluid. So the highs are great, but I don't need to be crushed to then go, I need a certain high. I got to go out and part or whatever it may be to bring and eat food to get myself to feel this. And then something happens and it crushes me. So I was going from crushing to highs and, and, and then I'm trying to ride this middle wave. And that middle wave is at its spirituality. It's a whole bandwidth of what keeps things stable yeah. um, where you're, you're not going through those drastic changes. Yeah, right. It's, it's so beautifully said. And I, you know, finding that that middle space, it's fascinating to watch when people get there because they just carry a piece with them. You know, we just it's just as I, I can sense it when I'm around somebody who's just they've just found it. You know, they're just cruising. And an example I was using with a couple I was working with, and this was like a life changing one for me, a non scale victory of sorts. So uh, where I was flying, I'd, I had been preaching out somewhere out West and I was flying back and I was over Iowa and the pilot says, and if you look out on our left wing, there's a tornado touching down, right? And it's beautiful blue sky. And then you can see this little anvil cloud, like off in the distance to the left. Mm. And let me tell you what a tornado looks like from 30,000 feet, nothing. Right? <laughs> and so I go back home and I Google like, cause I knew they, they told us what, what area of Iowa we were over. So I Google that and they had pictures of it. And, you know, thankfully no one was killed or anything like that, but they had pictures of this tornado, you know, tearing up farmland and stuff. And I thought, yeah, there's life, right? It's the same event, right? The same thing happening. It's a tornado, but our, our perspective determines on our, determines our experience. And I thought, man, that's, that was really powerful to realize that, you know, in, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Well, Rob, as, as you went through this process, like this, and I think so much of this process is the process of discovery. And I'm going to give you a really bad joke here, Rob. This is really bad, really <laughs> bad, really bad. Really <laughs> what was the largest Island in the world before the discovery of Australia? I, I, I'm not sure. Joe. Australia. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> so, so the idea that there's these things that are already there, we just don't know it, right? Yeah. Was there a strength that you found that was an Australia strength? You know, something that like, why well, I, I didn't know that God had given me this strength or this gift until it actually the, this challenge called you out to experience that, to live into that. Well, what it what it did was it, it didn't um, it kind of all of everything that I was into prior or hobbies or interest or talents was ascent. It was, I guess, brought out more in a way that I'm not as clouded. So any things that you did, if you did art, if you did, it's just that you, you could living for a, a life, a future is lets you unlock a lot of your inner you of whatever is already there. I mean, I'm 48. I, I've been through a lot so far, so I don't have to pick up new skills. So I was, was into technology, community building. I built the car club. I, um, you know, uh, so there was a, a lot of technology community building that I, that I had podcasting, you know, and I do podcasting now with bariatric world, which we'll talk about, but 
you know, I was doing podcasting before podcasting was a thing, you know, a bunch of guys in a room like the view, but it was guys just talking about stuff like when the internet was just found and, uh, and I was producing that. So I, I took all these hobbies, interests, talents together to put it to my now passion, um, and my, my destiny. And I want to create something that's a legacy that's beyond me, that that's going to live way past everybody, uh, you know, that comes through this journey and is there for, for, for the, for the world. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, after my surgery, leading up to my surgery, going on Facebook groups, trying to scour information, right. Just looking for information. I realized that there was a lot of people out there that were doing the same thing. And it was multiple places and asking very similar questions and all over the place. So my first thing that I did was um, in January, I decided to launch my own um, Facebook group called bariatric post-surgery mental health support group. Cause I realized once you have the surgery, there's not a lot of mental health support there and uh, family, friends, like I said, everyone could try to help or, but they're not going to relate if you haven't had that surgery. So that grew over to 2000 members in just three months. Um, but then I realized, you know, and I had a lot of volunteers with that, you know, um, I didn't do it alone. Great moderators, admins, uh, people to help. And I set the tone of that group where, you know, our core values, um, it started with the core values of that group, which is, um, kindness, empathy, and diversity. So I adopted those core values for Facebook group because I needed to know that that's how you would keep it going. And with kindness, showing kindness, empathy, and diversity. And when I say empathy is empathy over sympathy. And that's my rule. I'm not going to be sympathetic. I could be sympathy. I could be sympathetic. And sometimes someone has a loss and there's time for sympathy but I'm not going to be sympathetic to something that you haven't set forth to try to fix or come to possible solution or, you know, so I can empathize with you. Right. So um, that group was doing well, but I realized it needed to live outside of, you know, that, that this community that I started growing and everybody joining that it needed to grow beyond uh, that and, and through an easy accessible way. And, in uh, April 22nd, 2022, 4-22-22 is actually Earth Day. I, I launched um, Bariatric World. I uh, incorporated Bariatric World, which is a mobile app. And, and through the uh, computer as well, you can, you can go through it. And it's basically, um, it's a pre and post op bariatric patient community social network. So education on food, nutrition, mental, mental health support, the types of bariatric surgery, um, you kind of your one-stop shop, right? So there's different forms, groups about each surgery. There's clothing swaps, you know, somebody who had large size clothing that no longer fits in it and getting rid of it. Well, Hey, maybe somebody that's still in that size, that's going to be losing weight. Or, you know, I was a four XL and I'm looking for like two XL stuff. Well, somebody that was a two XL that's not using it and kind of swapping. So there's, it's bringing everyone together. Um, and actually part of that too, like I said, as far as getting back to what kind of brought out in me, all my passions, my podcasting. So um, actually during the Facebook journey, I, I met Gwen Scott. Gwen Scott 
she's a, a bariatric life and health coach who also had gastric bypass surgery. And, um, and we do a podcast together called the journey, um, the bariatric journey. And we talk, uh, and, and actually Gwen is full disclosure. Now she's my, uh, life and health coach. Um, so part of where I am today speaking with you, Chuck, uh, is not by myself. I didn't go through all this and like, wow. And I'm now, I had a lot of help. Right. And, and I did, and I, and I, and I value Gwen and, and everything we discuss and we have a great friendship now. So she, and she went through the surgery. So she knows what it's like. And, um, we're here to provide value, right? We're here to provide value to everybody and to, um, support one another. So we do that podcast, uh, as well. And, um, I also have I DJ. I like to DJ. So I'm DJ live and somebody's having surgery, put on headphones, watch the app, but late at night, two days in the hospital and, you know, inspirational music and stuff. So it's supposed to be a whole big community, easily accessible through the app. And, and then my final goal, hopefully my next year is to launch bariatric world foundation. Uh, and the foundation is supposed to be, you know, where people that are, dealing with financial difficulties. They can't afford medicine. When you go through this surgery, you have to be on vitamins kind of the rest of your life, you know, they cost money, you know, but if somebody, you know, didn't have money for that or, or, you know, even scholarships, right? So if you have another, just like any foundation out there that has, you know, if you're a bariatric you know, patient, your children would be, you know, eligible for scholarships. And uh, I learned through this Facebook group, it's not the people just looking for information. There's a people, Oh, I've had surgery. I'm eight years post-op. I'm this, I'm that everyone's coming together and they want to help. Yeah. So this is not just a take. There's yeah. so many people that want to give back, right? Volunteer, give back and, and be part of this. So, um, I think it's uh, innovative in a way that, you know, I'm trying to build something here. Um, that, that will, like I said, um, be here forever and, and serve a purpose and a need, and especially the mental health aspect. Man, I, I love the way you say that, Rabbi. It, it's so interesting, right? That giving part is critical. And it, it's been fascinating for me watching. Most people really do want to give. You know, they, they really want to give. They want to give their lives to bigger purpose. They want to help. Um, and, and one of the things we talk about a lot in our congregation is, is, is this, this trying to fix, help, and serve. And, and really what you want people to get is to all be thinking like, how do we serve this cause? How do we, what do we do here? Because if we're all going out to fix other people, right, that doesn't work. Yeah. And, and even, even help sometimes like helping other people is big, but it's a little, and I, I love the distinction you, you drew the difference between empathy and sympathy, right? Uh, you know, if, if I come at it that, well, I am here to help you. You know, who wants that? <laughs> who wants that? That's, that's not it at all. I'm here to walk with you. I know the journey is going to be hard. Again, blessed, broken, and shared. I know some days you're going to need a hug. I know some days you're going to need a kick in the pants. I know some days you're going to need to cry. Some days you're going to need, you know, like it's embracing the whole journey and, and moving forward with that, which sounds so much like what, what, you're, able, what you're able to do. Yeah, that's, that's something that it, and it's, it's, it's not even a goal. Right. I don't even see it as a goal. I see it as a, um, I see it really as, as my passion and, and my purpose. I see it yeah. as a purpose. Yeah. Chuck. Yeah. So my 
purpose and it, it is to do this because I'm taking all these skills that I use to work for other people and jobs and stuff and to, to say, Hey, why don't I put it into my community now? And, um, and yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for the future on so many levels and I'm excited to have balance in my life. Um, and to gain back what balance is and to have a balanced life and to not live with anxiety and everything going on in the world today. And, um, but I realize it's, it's a lonely journey. If it's you and your head or just your surrounding people that you deal with day in and day out, it's, it's much bigger than that. So you feel good, right? Coming on this podcast makes me you know, uh, feel great to speak with you, um, to reach and speak with your listeners and your, your, your congregation. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm accessible, right? So in, in the end of the day, you know, anybody that's looking to possibly, you know, I'm going to be putting together a lot of different just calls and I can share them with you as far as Zooms and, you know, trying to, to, but even though I chose to have, gastric bypass surgery. Um, a lot of what we discuss on my podcast and Gwen um, is, is, is relatable on a lot of levels. Cause we talk about like, how do you get involved in emotional eating? Like there's, cause we are also talking about the framework put in place after this. Cause it's just a tool you get full quicker and there's things, but wrong calorie intake fats and things like that can potentially catch back up with you. Right. Um, so it's not over when you just have surgery and um, but there's a lot of relatable um, it's, it's, you know, a, a lot of relatable. It's not just specifically about surgery. I'm not like excluding ourselves to like our community because we only had surgery where we're, we're here to share stories of, or even a don't get like this or somebody that's kind of tipping into and like, look, we are speaking to you from the future. We're getting, you know, possibly can get to a point where, Surgery may be your only recourse um, if you chose that. And so I'm happy to share all this with you and, 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 and join you today. It's, it's great, Rob. And it's even an interesting, right? The way that it all works is um, the way the stories all come together, right? We get this little skill over here. We get this little skill over here. We have this event over here, this hard thing, this good thing. And I think that's so much the way divine providence works is God just weaves it all together. And then we step into this thing that's our purpose, which I guarantee if I could go back 10 years, Rob and you and I were talking, you would have no clue what I was talking about. You know, if I said, Rob, you found your purpose. You're like, well, wait a minute. No. I thought it was supposed to be a starting linebacker for the Jets. You know, like what, whatever it might be, we just, we can't imagine, you know, but I feel like there's always this bigger way where the threads get, get woven together. Yeah. And, and if you don't outreach and you, you don't, connect with people like I wouldn't have connect with when I wouldn't have connected with Lori, uh, my community manager of bariatric world, who is awesome. And she's going to possibly lead my, my foundation one day, her advocacy about, you know, all the misdemeanor, all the misconceptions about what bariatric surgery is. And like, you know, these people I've met through my Facebook group and through bariatric world and, and the people that I haven't even met is so exciting. Right. Yeah. So it, it opens up and sometimes you don't realize what your purpose or what you can do or, or, and sometimes it just starts to volunteer to give and to see, and to, even if it's not your purpose or just to volunteer with the church and to, um, you know, in, in the end of the day, 
that's that's going to be the missing link for a lot of people. And it's not that you don't want to, right, Chuck? It's just that life takes us down different journeys and get clouded and and what prioritizations you put in life. Um, and you need to prioritize, uh, I think, faith and spirituality and, and, and just being a human and not letting the world divide everybody and, and come together with people and not on certain parties or beliefs. Come together as a human, Chuck, right? We're all human. It's, it's it's amazing to watch, right? When we get that idea of community, and that's and that's I think the internet at its best, right? Like what you're doing, where you're able to join people from all over, you know, in this in this incredible incredible journey. Well, one one question as we move towards the end here, one question I'd love to put to you. Here. So I I love this. And this is this is going to take a little bit of thought because it's that's a brilliant question. I thought that Ernest Hemingway posed. So Ernest Hemingway said that life is about learning to write the truest sentence we know. So writing the truest sentence we know. So if you were to say for you, what's the truest sentence, you know, how would you answer that question? So for you, Rob, what's the truest sentence, you know, They put me on a spot with yeah, that. Isn't that a bad, it's a good question. <laughs> that's, that's, a, a that's a really, really good question. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not more about sentences. It's more of a statement in, in a matter because I would say, I don't know if I can put this together the right way, but don't lose sight of yourself because mm-hmm. when you lose sight of yourself, you lose sight of others. And again, it's uh, uh, anything negative or you know, bad energy will always give you a negative outcome. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a law of attraction type of thing that truly I believe in, but the whole biggest thing is don't lose sight of yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a really good sentence. (laughs) Rob, I like that. Don't lose track of yourself because it's true. Right. And that's, and I, I love the beautiful, the beautiful line by Irenaeus, the glory of God is the person fully alive. You know, and that's the whole point of this journey is to find that aliveness of life. So, Rob, anything else you want to add here as we we wrap it up? Uh, no, just that if, if, if anybody is interested in learning more about bariatric surgery, even or e- even if you have a loved one or somebody that had it or, you know, whatever, I have grandmas coming and going, I'm here to support my grandson. Bariatric world is not just an app for people who have it. It's pre post. And also you could be there to support or just gain information. So, or if you want to volunteer in some facet or way, you know, Um, but you can reach me and and find the app on your Apple and Google play stores, bariatricworld.app. If you go to bariatricworld.app on your mobile device, there's links, or if you just search bariatric world in the app or Google play stores, you can download it. And, um, yeah. And then on bariatricworld.app, there's a uh, contact button where you can contact me directly. Uh, Gwen Scott, my life and health coach is on there. Lori, my community manager is on there. So, um, yeah. So, so uh, I, I, again, I appreciate you uh, taking time to, to meet up today. I, I, I love this, this conversation and, and maybe we can uh, have some more or love to be on a think tank of a, some sort yeah. of a, you know, yeah. round table with yeah. people of all different. I'd like to meet more, more of your community. Uh, and, and I think you haven't seen the last of me, uh, Chuck, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd like to get involved <laughs> and, 
and uh, see what we could do together. Oh, Rob, I would love that too. I just, it was a great conversation. And uh, I, I do see another hanging out by the pool up in Staten Island, you know, as well in our, in our future. Cause uh, sure enjoyed everything you had to say. So, so folks, on behalf of, of Rob and myself, thank you so much for joining us here today. And again, reach out with any questions. Rob and I are both big believers in this community. And we're both big believers in this, the simplest of equations of all life, which is just love wins. So take care, folks, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.